everyone, welcome back to Explain Like I'm Five, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts. I'm Tim. I'm Kevin. Kevin, today we're talking about credit card security. Credit cards, make sure, make sure they're secure. That's right. So why is a chip on a credit card considered safer than swiping the magstripe? You know, I always wondered this, so I did some research. And you know how in the news, uh, big companies, uh, especially recently, <laughs> have been reporting that hackers can steal credit confirmation? Seems like every day. Yeah. Uh, normally, the primary way uh, hackers can steal it is actually from your magnetic strip. That's that black bar on the back of your credit card. If a user, if a, if a hacker um, reads the magnetic strip, they literally have your credit card number and can now buy things on your card. But if they steal the information from the chip that's on a credit card, it's actually pretty useless to them. Uh, they can't use that information to commit fraud because the numbers that the chip makes can only ever be used once. So using the chip makes it much harder uh, for hackers in any places. Uh, and but note that it doesn't really protect you if you use kind of use both at the same place or if you use the actual card number online. That's kind of different. So the chip helps, but it's it's not foolproof. You still have to be careful. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that because chip cards also have the magnetic strip. So you know, someone steals your card, um, they've got both. Yes, yes. Uh, I'd love to see a push to a chip-only world. This is kind of like a backwards compatibility with the old world as we make this transition. Uh, but yes, if somebody steals your card, they can read a mag stripe, the, the magnetic strip, and get your card information. Uh, the thing is, this security feature of credit card, is that, the actually interesting thing is that this feature of a credit card is designed not designed to help you so much as uh, the card holder, uh, though they may have a side effect. It's designed to help protect vendors. Oh, okay. So it doesn't protect you. Talking about who it does protect. It protects vendors. You know, vendors uh, who require customers to pay using a chip now have some assurance that the card has not been duplicated. Now think about it. This is important because if someone commits credit card fraud using a duplicated card, often actually it's the vendor who's left holding the bag. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and of course vendors still have to support. Like I said, magnetic stripe payment because uh, if there's a chip error, that can happen. Or more normally, because for American customers, because <laughs> of backwards compatibility. Uh, but just having a payment via magnetic stripe could be a very strange and outstanding event that can make fraud less likely against the vendor. Uh, probably before long, vendors will actually stop supporting uh, magnetic stripe as a backup payment method, requiring all payments to only happen via chip. At which point, credit card fraud, fraud via duplicated card will become exclu- hopefully become exceedingly rare. So if we rewind a few years back to when it was all MagStripe, um, we'd hear about guys who were skimming credit cards. How do they actually steal, make money when they skim a credit card? Mm. So this is really fascinating. It's pretty well summarized by this user called uh, Kleenax, who is a former credit card fraud investigator. Okay, so he starts with, uh, what a credit card skimmer is. Uh, it's essentially just an easy way to collect a pool of credit card numbers. Okay, uh, it's a device. It reads it reads your credit card, and now they have your number. Uh, and this pool will keep getting fresh new data as long as the skimmer is pretty well placed and hidden. For example, at a gas station pump, uh, you know, it literally, they literally put the skimmer on top of where you put your card in, and it looks exactly identical. Uh, I've taken the habit lately of always pulling on it to make sure it doesn't just automatically pull off. Really? You do that? Yes, wow. every single time. 
uh, the the so so the skimmers on it, right? And then the magnetic stripe uh, on your credit card. It contains a ton of information, uh, including but not limited to the name on the card, the credit card number, uh, the expiration, uh, and even the first six digits of the card can identify where it came from, such as the bank or the issuer. Wow. So the fraudster who collects the credit card data uh, that the skimmer has read, and then they can do multiple things with it. One of the biggest things is that he or she can sell large, large amounts of these credit card numbers online in like dark mar uh, black market auctions, usually anonymously on tour. So since they know the first six digits, they can even bucket them into high value cards. You know, for example, Amex cards typically have higher credit limits on them than a regular debit card. Uh, so they might organize the Amex cards into one list and try to sell that for more money than, say, Bank of America debit cards. Wow, sounds so straightforward and sad that there's, you know, there's an online auction for this that yeah. even exists. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Um, so another thing they can do is transfer the stolen card info onto a new card, but it is actually not as common to do this onto an existing card with the fraudster's name on it, right? You don't want to tie it back to the fraudster. So instead, these fraudsters usually buy uh, blank hotel keys in bulk, which are actually pretty easy to purchase. You know, those keys you get at the front desk to, okay. to go into your room. Uh, so now they have 500 physical cards that they can transfer the stolen credit card info onto. And now these cards are just blank white plastic cards. So going to a store and using them is also kind of pointless and too risky. So instead, they sign up to get their own credit card machine. Okay, it's pretty large. There's a lot of steps here, uh, and some are actually pretty cheap as, as well. Uh, so they can pretend to be some store using fake information, and then start physically swiping the cards, these you know blank white hotel cards, but they have the stolen credit card information on them. Uh, and and the advantage of physically swiping them uh, is that the transaction will appear to the processing company and the bank and the card issuer that has it was done in person. And that's actually a very big distinction. You know, in-person credit card swipes are seen as uh, much lower risk transactions. Since most fraud these days is committed via just keyed in transactions or non-in-person, right? Like online purchases. So uh, the machine that reads the card only reads the magnetic stripe. So it doesn't recognize as either just generic hotel keys or crappy plastic cards someone bought online. Uh, so to the machine, the reader, and to the rest of the pipeline, the credit card company, uh, it's just a normally physically swiped transaction. Sounds terrible. If it happens to you, what do you do? Luckily, most cardholders are very protected from this kind of fraud by their bank and card issuer. So viewers out there, if you ever recognize bad transactions, uh, call your bank. They will or call your bank or credit card issuer, and they will cancel the card, refund the money, and send you a new one. The, the major bummer is the people who get hosed are actually the businesses that might unknowingly accept your stolen credit card information and sell something. You know, they lost a the product and uh, they lost the money. You know, when you get a refund from your bank after disputing this transaction, that money typically comes from the business it was used at, not the bank. Uh, and so if a business is tricked, for example, into selling a $2,000 painting over the phone to a guy who gave them a stolen credit card number, that business is now going to lose the painting uh, and the money, and there's nothing really they can do about it since the responsibility to investigate that was theirs. I see. Hence the move to chip and pin that we were talking about earlier. Exactly. 
So the other security question that comes up again and again is why are there those three digits or like the, that separate security code on credit cards? Mm-hmm, yeah. Does it make it more secure? It does. It does. So you have to, for that, you have to even rewind even further to before the magnetic stripe. You know, in the really olden days, credit cards were often not scanned with the mag stripe uh, because the equipment was still too expensive for small retailers. So what they did instead was they used a, a carbon paper and a roller machine to kind of take a... Do you remember these? I've seen those, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they take a carbon paper, put it over the credit card, and then a rolling machine to kind of you know, press down on it and take an imprint of the front of the card with the numbers. And this was commonly actually a part of the receipt. And one copy would be torn off and then given to the customer. Um, but the problem with this, of course, is now you have all these receipts you're throwing away left and right, have your whole credit card number on them, right? That's, again, dangerous. So this is where the extra numbers on the back come in to confirm an online or maybe at this time it was like an over-the-phone type of purchase. You know, if you only had a receipt you found with the front of someone's card, you would not have all the numbers needed to complete the transaction. I see. Even still, online, sometimes you don't need the code, right? Yes, yes. So this is up to the retailer to decide how much risk they want to take on. You know, when online retailers, such as Amazon, they let you things, they let you buy things without re-entering your credit card details. They're basically running the transaction without the security code. And card processors usually charge a slightly higher fee for this because of increased fraud risk. On the other hand, there's other merchants like Starbucks, right? They don't ask to see your ID or enter a PIN code or anything like that because for their point of view, they're selling $4 coffee. <laughs> if you fraud them for $4, it's probably not worth the increased wait time for the line. Got it. So final question that's been bugging everyone. Why does <laughs> Amex, American Express cards, why do they have four digits on the front instead of three on the back? Ah, <sighs> Because Amex likes to be different. <laughs> Even more confusing is they actually have two different security values. The, if you pay attention, they actually have a three-digit code on the back, like most, and a four-digit code on the front, which in theory makes it more secure than Visa MasterCard. Uh, but did you also realize they also only have 15 numbers on the front of their card instead of the normal 16? Interesting. Did you learn something new today? If you did, send us a tweet or an email. We love hearing from you. Uh, as always, thank you to the wonderful community on Reddit uh, at r slash explain like I'm five. We'll see you all next week.